This podcast is sponsored by Canoe Club. Canoe Club has been one of my favorite retailers for such a long time, so it's a real honor to have them sponsoring the pod. If you're unfamiliar with Canoe Club, it's a retailer based out of Boulder, Colorado that carries brands such as Engineer Garments, Visvim, Capital, Nanamika, Levi's, Orslo, Friends of the Pod, Marnie, Solomon, and Popeye Magazine, and so much more. They have such an incredible assortment, ranging from under-the-radar emerging brands to beloved heritage brands. I had the founder of Canoe Club, Timothy Grindle, on the podcast, which I'll have linked in the description if you're interested in learning more about the retailer. I'll also be showcasing some of my favorite pieces on the Fashion Collective Instagram, as well as in the weekly newsletter. The team over at Canoe Club has been very kind to offer a 15% discount code for all the Fashion Collective podcast listeners. Use code Fashion Collective 15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, it is Fashion Collective 15 to get 15% off your next order. The link to the site will be linked in the description for you guys to head over and check out the assortment. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Fashion Collective. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash fashion collective. Hey, Alex. How's it going? What's going on, Alex? How are you? Doing very well. Thank you again for agreeing to be on the podcast. Before we, you know, jump into everything, do you want to share just a little bit about yourself and, you know, what you do? What's up? I'm Alex James. I live in Los Angeles. I am a dad, a husband. And also a co-founder of the brand Pleasures. Yes. So we'll be getting into all of that over the course of the episode. You know, moving into the first segment, style ethos. How would you describe your personal style? Uh, my my personal style is really based on how I feel when I wake up in the morning. Sometimes I really want to get dressed, like uh, inspired by like you know real hashtag menswear dudes around the globe. And sometimes I just feel like shit, and I want to dress in sweatpants and a hoodie. You know, so it really depends on how I feel. I will say that I wear a lot of vintage. I try not to buy new clothing and the rest of my family kind of operates on that level. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations when it comes to like thrifting in, in LA? Um, you know, all the thrift stores in LA are uh, picked through and ran through because everybody's running the same game. I think that there's some cool like uh, secondary spots that won't try to charge a lot that still have a good eye for quality stuff. I really like uh, Bearded Beagle, Soft Humans. I, th- I still think Wasteland's cool. Uh, 194 and Varsity are pretty cool too. You know, moving to the next segment, you know, what have you been obsessed with? You know, 
anything you've been into lately when it comes to like books, music, TV shows, films? Yeah, I went to a sh- uh, went to a show the other night. I checked out this band Narrowhead. Um, you know, kind of listened to them over pandemic and was kind of feeling them. And then they just put out a new album that I really been listening to a lot. And um, sometimes when you see a band live, it sounds different from when they recorded, but they really ripped and they were they were loud and it was it was really nice and I really enjoyed uh, their performance. It was sick. I was really impressed. I've seen a lot of bands in my life and they were awesome check out the album the album uh, moments of clarity kind of has a uh you know early y2k type of vibe it's nice indie rock yeah yeah each week i um make a uh, playlist based on music that i'm listening to and that's available through uh, my spotify and and on the pleasures uh newsletter each week but this week i was highlighting uh some shoegaze stuff like drop 19s a little bit of drug church on there, a little bit of ride. I threw in some death in Vegas and close it out with uh, Millie. Nice. How are you like finding new music lately? I feel like that's always kind of like somewhat difficult at times. I have a few sources. Uh, I'm, I'm a part of a music sharing program. Every Monday I get new music. Uh, it's called uh, John Clonch TV. It's our friend who lives in London who gathers people every week to curate playlist and it's uh circulated through like uh you know private uh private uh text message that's cool i have lots of friends who always recommend stuff to me and vice versa i feel like uh your friends that you share music with are your most special friends you know that's like kind of like my my language so i i really uh connected with the right people over the years who just have a, a high high taste in uh music and we all could just kind of share with each other. And then obviously a lot of people send us music on the pleasures IG and my personal IG to listen to, which is cool. Have you noticed that your tasty music has changed at all? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's gotten more per- progressive as I've gotten older, but I still find myself uh, reminiscing to the early hardcore and punk rock days of my youth. You know, um, I feel like I have grown out uh, metal. I had a metal phase, but I'm not really so much into it anymore. A lot of my friends who used to be into punk rock are now into country music, which I'm not really sure if I'm going to make that crossover. A lot of people are, you know, it's, it's probably the most popular genre of music in the United States. And I don't know. I just can't really vibe with it. I see. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, everyone's kind of taste kind of evolves over time. But, you know, some things obviously stick with you, you know, yeah. moving into like the next segment, kind of rapid fire, you know, more and more people are kind of getting back in the swing of things with travel. And I know you have some stuff coming up i don't know if you want to just speak to just like what you've been up to in terms of pleasures in my personal travel yeah i mean like uh the, the good news is i get to travel a lot with uh, the brand uh, it's always exciting uh back in january we were in paris for men's fashion week we had a showroom experience through some parties it was awesome we uh had some really good energy going on we debuted uh some interesting projects and just had a great time. Uh, my next travel is to Hong Kong. Uh, one of our graphic designers uh, is in a band called NYPD and they're playing the festival with like uh, King of Convenience and the Cardigans and Wu-Tang and uh, Phoenix and Arctic Monkeys. So it's like a big deal. So we're all going out there. We're doing a merch collab with uh, the band and our friends record label yeti yeti out so we're excited nice yeah that sounds super exciting do you have uh, anything else planned for 
the rest of the year? I'm going to Dubai and Abu Dhabi uh, the end of April, which uh, I've never been to before, which I'm really excited about that. It is a uh, festival of music, culture, arts, fashion, and uh, Hypebeast is a part of it. And they're bringing us out there. We're super stoked. Yeah, that's super exciting. I'll definitely have to like, keep an eye out for that. I guess moving into like the main portion of the interview, I really love to just start with you know what initially kind of got you interested in you know, fashion and design. I think my introduction to fashion and design was when I was a kid and I was going to like different um, hardcore and punk rock shows at a pretty young age and just seeing the way that these guys were dressing. Like, you know, I learned about sneakers through dudes at hardcore shows and like I kind of I evolved my sports style into being uh, a little more involved as I got older. started hanging out in New York City as a teenager a lot more. I grew up in New Jersey. started seeing like self-expression through clothing. And, uh, you know, that shifts as you get older. But I always gravitated toward streetwear. And I had an opportunity to uh, sell some vintage clothing at the first monthly market sponsored by the New York Times back in, uh, I want to say 2007, 2006. Kind of really opened my eyes to see uh, that I could have a little piece of, you know, my brain in uh, in, in this world. Uh, I'm just curious about how that process was of kind of like learning about that and, and jumpstarting that. Uh, I mean, basically, you know, I was an early adapter on eBay. I started using eBay in like about 99 and um, saw that like, hey, you know, if you have an eye for used clothing, uh, you know, there's a customer for it in a secondary market or a third market, really. Kind of just took that and curated more. You know, nowadays it's pretty normal. Back then it was a little bit more like niche. And, and yeah, that kind of opened my eyes to like being like, okay, I can work in fashion. Started connecting with people that actually worked in fashion and a friend of mine who had a brand called Thoroughcraft was like, hey, I know you got some ideas for footwear. Let's work together on this footwear project. And it was like, uh, you know, proper boots and shoes and woven leather goods and things. It was cool. I had a little way for a while, but I got to learn a lot. I got to go to China. I got to go to Vietnam for shoe production and just learned the kind of the manufacturing side of the business. Yeah, which I'm sure is super useful nowadays. I mean, so when did you decide like, okay, I've learned a lot. Now I want to start my own thing and start my own brand and, you know, launch, you know, pleasures in, in 2015. At that time, you know, this was about 2010, 2011. We had uh, sold the brand off. We had licensed it off, kind of took an L and Michael had started another brand called Publish. It was like a menswear brand for a while. And uh, I was doing like direction and marketing design all types of stuff for it and uh it started to get pretty big we were uh early on the uh the jogger pant wave and uh we were in the first like uh nike campaigns of that og flying issue that everybody was obsessed with and it was the star of social media so all these things were happening and people were using our pants and wearing and wearing our pants and, and, and it really caught on a, on a global level and, uh, you know, the whole time working for somebody else, but, you know, putting a lot of cool ideas out into the atmosphere, getting to travel the world and do all this fun stuff. In 2015, had an opportunity through my good friend, Vlad, who is my business partner, to launch some t-shirts in a pop-up shop in LA that was curated by Edison Chen with a bunch of artists. And we had a couple of t-shirts in, in this installation and uh, that's how it was born. 
Nice. I mean, you obviously came in with a lot of experience, but what were some maybe like the early obstacles that you had to overcome while launching the brand? I mean, early obstacles is like, um, how do you get something recognized? How do you make it different? How do you make it? Right. Like just all these things. And I think like, uh, you know, funding is always a thing like, cool, you can sell some t-shirts, but how do you actually keep this thing going? So there's a lot of trial and error to start. But, uh, you know, once you get the hang of it, especially in L.A., where, you know, there's a lot of resources to manufacture. You can you can get stuff done if you if you want to work hard, you know, I'm actually kind of curious just how do you kind of approach the design process when it comes to like creating like a new collection? It's a good question. We don't design with a theme in mind. We We design with what we actually want to put into the world. You know, I have this concept of like future vintage where it's like the world has enough clothes. Let's make our clothes, you know, progressive and yet timeless. So they'll actually stand the test of time. And one day somebody will walk into a Goodwill and actually find it and be like, hey, this is cool. Using uh, things that we love from the past as a point of reference or different different moments in time, different different things that we felt when we saw something, different color stories. The colors in California are, are really interesting. Obviously, like everybody comes out here and always wants to take photos of the sunset. And as cliche as it is, it's pretty, it's pretty real. You know, it's crazy downpouring for 36 hours now in LA, but usually it's really sunny and beautiful. And it really helps your your mental. You know, what else should people be keeping an eye out for from the brand in, in 2023? We have some awesome footwear coming out with Puma. I uh, am a firm believer of if you make good product with a heritage brand, you can really make some interesting stuff happen. Puma is nothing short of that. The product is top notch. All, you know, custom soles, you know, uppers, the whole thing, full, fully pleasures. It's really dope. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about going to the Middle East. I've never been. And also my son is turning three. Big deal. Big three. Very big deal. Hey. Shut <laughs> Shouts to Kiko. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it sounds like a really exciting 2023. Definitely have, you know, as much as we can linked in the podcast description. You know, where can the people follow you to, you know, stay up to date? Follow me on my personal Instagram at A James, A Y E J A M E S, or at Pleasures is our brand. Big reveal. I still uh, run the Pleasures IG. I've been doing it since day one. Really? Wow. That's actually surprising. Yep, built it from the ground up. It's uh, it's been my my voice and uh, sometimes my outlet for frustration or any type of emotion. Yeah, I mean it's good to hear that. Like you're very hands on the day to day of like the company, and obviously this is your your baby. So yeah, for sure. And like obviously it wouldn't be anything without my business partner who just pushes me daily to do stuff. And uh, makes and he always makes shit happen. So without that, I don't think uh, we'd be where we're at. That's amazing. So important. Thank you again for you know coming on the podcast. For sure. Thanks for uh, thinking of me.